Hey there, bad girl, looking for something else. Hey there, bad boy, looking for something else. Come into the lounge, come into the wiki, come and stick around, come and tell it to me, Bobcast. Come in the Bobcast. Bobcast. Come in the Bobcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the Aqua Blue Lounge, bringing back somebody who I talked to not very long ago. And, um, you know, I was very happy to to see him back in the, the local news and, uh, you know, leading by example, just like he did many years ago when we worked together at Panera Bread. And uh, making his sequel return is the mayor of Bridgeport, Mr. Mark Barbie. How are you, sir? I'm doing mighty fine this evening. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that flawless intro. I appreciate that. So like we were just talking about customer service and like how like, you know, once you work in the restaurant industry, it's almost like some sort of affliction that you carry with you for the rest of your life. You're just always in restaurant mode, like when, you know, before the pandemic, for example, going out to eat and seeing like all the corners, you know what I mean? Like I could never relax. So I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm looking forward to that. You know, can you relate to that? You know what I mean? Like seeing like the, the orders just bottleneck up. Yeah, I can't wait to go back out to eat, you know what I mean? And for the scene to, you know, hopefully revive itself, at least from, you know what I mean, from what it can, as best it can. But um, I'm pretty hopeful. I mean, you know, I mean, it's, you know, stuff is opening back up and especially with it getting nice out. So, um, but I'm with you. I can't wait to go back out to eat and people watch and, and of course, and, and of course, get back in my restaurant and get back to, to serving, you know what I mean? And just get back to work. Tell me about your restaurant. Well, I work at North Italian, King of Prussia. So if you do come in there, do ask for me as a oh, server. So I, I work uh, for DoorDash now. And uh, I got to tell you, it's one of the greatest jobs I've ever had. You know, I've been talking about it here on the show. No, and like, I really, yeah, you know, I tried that. I tried to sign up for them. Do tell me about how that is. Cause I wanted to, but it just, it didn't work out. And I went to one of the, um, the sites where they have you kind of register and stuff. And they had the girl there who was just kind of like talking on her cell phone, like half paying attention to the class. But like, for some reason, I never, I never got my red card and I never got my stuff, but I, but, um, contact, contact customer service. I mean, like it, they should be able to help you out. I mean, or you could just sign up for like Grubhub or Uber. Well, actually uber eats <laughs> uh i don't know if i should get into the story but i did the door dash though i mean like it's a great job because it's like I, I was just thinking about it today like trying to like summarize it like to somebody it's almost like the it's like being a like a fast food hitman because you just like drop the bag off and like you leave you know like how they used to like drop the guns in the movie you know like i'll take a picture of it and just like turn and like i'm all, i'm on to the next you know what i mean like you're done i'm a fast food hitman <laughs> dude just dropping off bags on people's porches but no i mean like you can make pretty good money pretty quickly you know and then like you got to also 1099 it so you got to also think that 30% you know uncle sam's going to get to put into whatever tactical gear he's going to wear that summer season but whatever i mean like it's a great job <laughs> and i really do um enjoy it and i had the pleasure of actually picking up some food in your restaurant like about like a month ago and uh yeah, it's really tough. nice in there it's beautiful in there man. It's like something about that like open space you know what i mean like not many restaurants utilize that they gotta be like look at me in the maze i'm over here in the corner <laughs> yeah right you can't see me from the whole stand <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Everyone, everything's a mess people don't know what's going on they're just like you know like <laughs> that's funny Case in point, like P.F. Chang's at the Plymouth Mini Mall. I love you guys, P.F. Chang's. It's great to meet DoorDash people, but like, what's going on with that curtain in there? You know what I mean? Like, you ain't fooling nobody. We know that there's like this other aisle, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes restaurants, they have like such questionable aesthetics, you know what I mean? And like, that's one thing I do enjoy is like cooking and stuff like that. So it's fun to go to these places and observe the people and their element. Because as we were talking before, like, you know, when, when shit goes south, sometimes you get that cold chill being like, oh, no, I messed up the orders. And the thing I like about DoorDash is like when you're at a place when that's going on, you could just go into the app and just be like, I can't do this order and, and bounce. So you're straight up a true hit man because you could just leave <laughs> the job too if it's like looking shady, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to go in, you know, but <laughs> I, and I pick up from Panera Bread, the one that you and I worked at nice. years, years ago, like all the time now. And like, even that in itself, Mark, is so much different because um, 
It's a like, lot now. Yeah, there's like a wall. Okay. They don't want you to see like the magic happening back there. Right, you know, finally. I yeah. wish we worked there with the wall. We needed the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody be in her face like, you know, excuse me, where's my You're going to put more cheese on that? Oh, yeah. Can, uh, you put, can you add almonds on that since they're right there? You put three onions on his and you put two <laughs> on mine. Like what? Yeah, so I'm glad they finally came around to the wall. <laughs> so they put the wall in there and then they also put in like this like uh, well remember how like we used to be able to like enter like through the front and then we'd also be able to enter through the back by the soda machine can't do that no more it's a just straight wall to the back but it's funny to me that like like i remember when panera bread first came out you know what i mean and like correct me if i'm wrong but like I, people just thought like oh this is the healthy fast food option meanwhile they're hitting them carbohydrates up like you know what i mean like it's good like people don't know it's not healthy i know but do you remember that in the beginning though like the, like the advertisement was like it's fresh which it which, fresh. Was, which it was they weren't lying about that <laughs> yeah it was a good time though but um fast food industry it is what it is and stuff like that i'm in between jobs right now at the moment um i'm looking to get back into the workforce like once everybody you know assumes right. control i've been doing some uh some video editing as well but uh nice. love and doordash because like you were saying before like it's nice to get out and talk to people right you know it's like the biggest right. thing i missed this year is just like talking to like strangers you know what i mean like what's up with you you know like it doesn't happen often you know what i mean like and now like uh my new thing is like uh picking out people like in public places and recognizing them just because of their eyes. And they all ask me the same question. Like, how did you recognize me? Like, it's not that hard, man. If you're a poker player, you know what I mean? Like you're always staring at somebody's eyes. <laughs> so being the mayor, I can't even remember how many years ago, what was it a year ago or two years ago, you were in the original lounge recording a podcast with me. Three years ago, if I'm not mistaken, Three years ago, I, it was it was the first. I want to say it might have been was it 2019? It might have been 2019. So it may have been two years ago. It was two or three. It may have been two, but um, I, if I remember correctly, it was not too too long. It was it was early on in in, in the term. Maybe it was 2019. Yeah, I'm not good at math. Um, Tony Soprano said once remember when is the least flattering form of conversation but I mean with this it's, it's pertinent to my question so it's like so, so like um, when you first came on the show right I was shocked and appalled at some of the stuff I read online about like you know how people were treating you you know and like you can people who are listeners of the show you can go back and google this stuff it's, it's documented did it get better or did it get worse I think it, that's a hard question. It's, it's, it's a complex question because, all right. And because there's so much on it too, as well. It's not just right. you, like, it's, it's everyone I, I, in my opinion, but I mean, people have a hard time seeing that shit. I mean, they're definitely, I mean, it, it kind of just, it, I feel like it, it shifted. You know what I mean? It seemed like the conflict wasn't so much if the, the conflict wasn't so much based around like, you know, public opposition, you know what I mean? Like it, it, for, there was a long time when it was just, there was just a lot of adversity at, at every turn, you know what I mean? Like with, with arguing with the administration and then, you know, going through it with people from the public. And it seemed like after a while, the, the people from the public thing, like they really adjusted. Those were really growing pains, you know what I mean? And and it was it was tough, but I I I've definitely seen like a, a major improvement just in terms of how we as a community have have had an understanding, you know what I mean, with with racial relations. So that that was difficult. Um but it it did present challenges in still navigating the job as a mayor. You know what I mean? Because there was <clears throat> although I didn't do anything wrong, there was still, you know, I mean, when you're, when you're talking about social justice and you're talking about race, you know what I mean? It's, it's still kind of perceived as noise or controversy. And so there were still a lot of spaces for a long time. Like, I feel like if I'm honest, it's, it's just kind of beginning to maybe change 
you know what I mean, that were maybe not so welcoming to me, you know what I mean, or, or you know what I mean, or, and not because they didn't agree in their own personal, you know what I mean, their own personal ideals, but the idea that it would be controversial if I was involved or that, you know what I mean, my message would cloud whatever it is we were doing, you know what I mean? Like be it, you know what I mean? Something, you know, whatever it was. So that, that, that just kind of changed how I had to do the job. You know what I mean? Cause it seemed like spaces where there was an expectation that the mayor would be there. I, I you know what I mean? I wasn't, you know, I, I'm, I wasn't always welcome to those spaces. And so it was like, I felt I felt really compelled to to do new things, you know what I mean? Because I still wanted to be effective. I still wanted to, you know, help people and make change. You know what I mean? So you can't just, you know what I mean? But it it there were challenges with people who were hesitant to work with me. You know what I mean? And I do see change in that where I think because it's it was really personal to everybody when it happened, it's like you know, hindsight, you know, is 2020. Like, I feel like people are able to look back at everything that took place and see it in a different way and have a different understanding. I think, you know, George Floyd, obviously, I think that's certainly, you know what I mean, changed things for a lot of people. I think it just, it, it gave a lot of people a, a different perspective into what I was actually going through, you know what I mean? And the position that, the position that, I was in, in the position that we're all in, you know what I mean? The position that bias, you know what I mean? Racism, homophobia, xenophobia, that position that it puts us in, where your options are accept mistreatment and just kind of deal with it or be labeled as the tyrant for speaking up about it. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, it's terrible, terrible yeah. situation to be in because it's like you, 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 you have to be somebody that provides leadership. And how do you not do that by speaking up for yourself? You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, how do you not like be the leader of the team without being the guy to, or girl that gives the pep talk? You know what I mean? Like, you just don't. I, you well, know, Mark, I, I, first off, Mark, let, of it. hearing you just say all this stuff, let me just say that, you know, I think that you are a brave human being, dude. You know what I mean? Like, thanks. Bob. You know what I mean? Like, you really are. Like, it's like, you know, like, you knew. And you just did it anyway because you care about people. And like, that's why, you know, I've maintained, con I knew it back then in the day, you know what I mean? Like, and it's very hard to, you know, I've been trying to dissect this, like, since like, you know, like I was like younger and like trying to figure out like why this happens. And I really think that like these people that don't welcome you into the public places and stuff like that, these people, they've been born into like this, like way of thinking that like they're superior, you know? And, and it's such a ridiculous like notion really too. Cause it's like, we all die. You know what I mean? Like we all go like into nothing or back into the earth and like, who's to say someone's bigger or better than, you know what I mean? Like I, I really just, I can't understand racism. I really can't as a human being, I try to dissect it. And I also, it's very hard as like a podcast host and as somebody who's into social justice to witness it, you know, especially with DoorDash. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like it's, people are just so mean to, re to each other. And it's like, it blows me away. It really does. I can't figure it out. And like, it's a lifelong, lifelong, like, you know, like conflict, you know, and it's, it feels like it's going to be maybe another hundred years until it is completely wiped out. Like the kids coming up now, like they won't let shit slide. You know what I mean? Like they got problems. They're, they're going to fix it. You know what I mean? The like inclusion, you know what I mean? Proper, like, you know, um, just, places for people to be like you were saying you know and like i hope that goes away oh, and to be and to be clear like just just to clarify i don't know if it when i say public spaces i certainly don't mean like public establishments or like, like events i meant, I meant like events, right like they were okay i just i just wanted to clarify i don't want anyone listening to be under the impression that like i'm being turned away like at at stores or anything that's certainly not happening no i remember you you covered that in the last time you were on in the episode that there was like you know uh, you know event that the mayor's supposed to attend right okay thank you i just want to make yeah. sure okay just that's just what i'm saying that. like with your bravery too because it's like you 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 kept going you know what i mean some people can't you know face adversity like that head on because it's too much for them and it's like 
I think that's like what we're here for, though, is to, like to continue the fight. You know what I mean? Like towards like, all right, we try equality, <laughs> right? I mean, like, I mean, like, what's you know what I'm saying? Like, it just bothers me, man. You know, it's like why waste time on that? You know, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I live in Plymouth Meeting in the Valley, and there's racist people all over the place. You know what I mean? Like in this place, and like I, I can't stand walking my dog. I look different than everybody else. They hate me. You know what I mean? Like, but like I, I also too like struggle with that, that too because it's like. I'm not somebody who, uh, you know, works on their truck all weekend and, you know, like slams down some beers and then, you know, <laughs> goes in with the missus. You know I mean? I'm just not that guy. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just very difficult to be around people like that who then also expel that type of behavior with like, you know, racism or like anything like that, because they're so turned off. And I truly do believe that when whatever you think the afterlife is, the greatest thing to happen would be like, they all get the message right before that life was just living it through your own eyes, but you were all connected because it makes sense. It makes sense. Like if God create, if like, okay, say for instance, that you're a carpenter, right? You go build a house. The house looks like that carpenter, right? God made us. We look like God. We act like God. God makes mistakes. You know what I mean? He forgives he, she, whatever it is, the force. And people are like upset about it. You know what I mean? Like to be like, oh no, no, you don't get it. I get it. You know what I mean? It's like, what? It's difficult. You know? It, it can be difficult to navigate. Yeah. yeah and I'm can. just, I'm just venting from my, I can't even imagine like just what it's like for some, somebody to, to, to deal with that every day, you know, every day, like having some shit like that go down, like in the psychological trauma that can come along with that. It's just devastating to me, you know, as an emphatic type person, it's like, how can people be so mean? And like all that's going on in the Asian community, like, you know what I mean? It's terrible. Yeah, seriously, it's real out here. Like it's real out here for, for, for them in particular right now, you know what I mean? Like, you know, given the rhetoric and everything. So it's, and de- I'm, you know, definitely standing with, you know, my, in my Asian, you know, brothers and sisters for sure. And in, in stop AAPI hate. That's for sure. Definitely with that. But um, but yeah, you know, it's and that's why I, I feel like I, I never inclusion never gets old. You know what I mean? Because you can't say it enough at, to you. You'll never say it too many times where you'll be in a space where it, it, it's too inclusive. You know what I mean? People are, you know, are, are, are too accepting like. That's not going to happen. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm so big on inclusion, always being, always incorporating that in the message because it just, you, you can't hear it too much. You know what I mean? And it's not like, like when you're a marginalized group, like you don't think people see you equally. You know what I mean? Like you, we, we know that, you know what I mean? Like if, if you have a physical disability, if you are, you know, if, if you are LGBTQ, trans you know a woman you know what i mean like it's we we know that you know what i mean and it's 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 okay to recognize that that's where we're at as a society but we we should have the common goal of okay what can we put in place to make it more fair and and that is where it it can get dicey because that does mean that certain folks have to give certain stuff up you know what I mean? Like if there's a table, if it's, if there's, if there's a board of seven and inclusion means incorporating, you know, representative, you know what I mean? You know, representation of other groups of people, then, you know, that, that does mean that perhaps one of what has always been traditionally white or, 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 or white male, you know what I mean? That one woman on that seat does mean one less man. One person of color does mean one less man. You know what I mean? And so I, that is where, like, that's the reality of what inclusion, you know what I mean, of, of what an inclusive community and, and what inclusive leadership is. But that's also where sometimes some people are resistant to it, is what does this mean for me in my spot? You know what I mean? If is Do I benefit from this? inclusion you know what i mean if you're in a position where you've always always benefited and it's not right it's not right at all i trust me i'm not saying i i'm not saying i get it let them slide i'm saying i get it but you gotta let that that go 
I hope the dinosaurs die. You know what I mean? I really do. I mean, it's, it's. And, 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 and know that it's not, you know what I mean? Look like young people are certainly doing a, a better job at that. There's certainly mm -hmm. a better understanding amongst millennials, no doubt. But like, I mean, I can tell you in, in government, like in my experience, like, you know, like, I mean, they can be young, you know what I mean? But that just because they're young doesn't mean that they're going to do what's right. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, like when you is if you are young and especially in government, you're probably listening to or under the tutelage of someone who has been in it for a while and you're doing the same things, you know, at least and from from my observations, you know, I'll tell you from where I'm sitting, like that's that's almost exactly what goes on is there's young people that get involved, but they're listening to the older people who have always been in charge. And so while they may be bringing new ideas, they are bringing new ideas to the table. A lot of those kind of like, I feel like, you know, really tighten it like groups, you know what I mean? That may have kind of all the, you know, the cliques that may have kind of always been like running it, you know, maybe not always doing what they should have been. You know what I mean? Like you're in that club. So if you get, you know what I mean? If you come into it and you're a part of that club, are you going to turn around to that club and be like, you know what I mean? This isn't right. I mean, maybe you will, maybe you won't, you know what I mean? But if you do, it's not because you're young. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot of young people who aren't doing that. And it's yeah. going on. <laughs> young people, it's crazy, man. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I was just reflecting uh, yesterday about, you know, being growing up under the streetlights. You know what I mean? And like not having this thing, this godforsaken box, you know what I mean? That like follows me around everywhere and like <laughs> craves my attention and like sucks up data and like. I mean, whereas it's useful, it also, you know, I think it can help people get the word out, obviously, and like with video and tweeting and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I find it, it's, it's an interesting point you made there too. And it also reflects on something else that's going on currently is like with the, you know, the coronavirus. And I, I haven't had a chance really to talk about it here on the Bobcast. And I wonder, you know, like what your thoughts are on this. Like, I know so many cats that caught it that never like, wrote about it on like you know what i mean like they wrote about everything else but they, they, you know what i mean like they tell you like you know like their favorite tv show and like <laughs> so what happened in a sentence but they don't share their story about covid and then like you know it's not herpes you know what i mean like you know what i'm saying like what's going right. on like why can't you feel that though. i think people do feel a little bit of like i think shame. some people may feel yeah shame like or weakness you know what i mean like you know that like if, if you caught it like especially if because here's the whole thing we know that people with pre-existing conditions, you know what I mean, are more susceptible to it. So there might be the idea that if you have it, you know what I mean? If, if I tell my story about having COVID, I might be telling my story about what, you know, whatever else it is that I have that, you know what I mean, that that may have opened the door to that. Like, I know that's I know that's some, you know, I know that's Isn't that like just like an unfortunate like thing too, like with like this whole pandemic that that was like a an item of like a you know, a, a topic conversation of debate, like being like, well, you know, you had this other thing going on. So you're going to get this like, what? I know, you, you know, know what it's so like, right. That, I mean, I agree. I agree that it's, I mean, it's, that's I, not, I, hu that's not humane. It's not, it's like, it's like being like, uh, what, what disease you guys get over there? Like you're outside like a club, like, oh, we got the cure inside for AIDS. We got the cure inside for cancer. And like, these guys are like trying to get in. You're like, nah, nah, we're all full right now. You can't come in. You know what I mean? Like, it's just inhumane, you know? And it's like, I find that that was like a very just revealing thing about like, you know, how kind we can be in time of, you know, tragedy. But then when it comes down to every man for themselves, we can become very primal. I mean, there was many days where I would drive by on Ridge Pike and see people out because I go to Valley Green in the summertime all the time to be with nature while everyone's buying guns up, the you know, on Ridge Ave, you know what I mean? Because like it brought that out in people and it was like, okay, but like, it made me realize like what's important in life. It really did. And it's interesting that you're the mayor during this time, you know, it was like, it was meant to like happen, you know, like, I know, isn't that crazy? Yo, can I tell you, I was thinking that same thing, like that, that will go down like that the way it did in 2018. Like when I first got into office and that, like, 
I would still be in this seat to, you know what I mean, to kind of witness that like newfound understanding for a lot of people like post George Floyd. Like, cause I thought about like, what if that had kind of happened like after I was out of office, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I, not that it would have made like- oh, I know what you mean though. No, I mean, it, it does, it does, it resonates with them because look, these the same people who, you know, would have these events not invite you. They're also the same people who are connected to the news, like glue. They wake up and they become, ex- you know what I'm saying? And like, the, the, and then True. like when they're like seeing in the news that like, my God, the cities are like, you know, being torn apart because young people are tired of injustice and they're tired of racism and they're ready to start anew. They get, you know what I mean? Like either they get real scared, you know what I mean? Or they get woke as they call it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that can be a good thing. And I think that a lot of times we don't, we don't talk about that enough. It's like a cancel culture, but like, oh, if you've done some bad shit, you're done. Like if you like, Remember the movie American History X? Did you ever see it with Edward Norton? No, I know what you're talking about. There's a moment in the film where the character who is a Nazi completely turns himself around. He knows what he's done is wrong. And he sees he sees the empathy through the eye of his cellmate who's a black man. It's a great, it's a great film that came out at a really important time in my life, too, because it was like, wow, like I didn't even know about like, you know. It's weird the shit that they didn't teach you in school too, but that's a whole nother podcast. But I mean, <laughs> I just, I think that um, forgiveness is something that is being thrown by the wayside, you know? And it's like, if you can't- well, As long be, as they want to be forgiven. That is true. I mean, Some people don't. As, right. As, as long as they're, because I'll tell you, like, I mean, there are people who feel like, okay, I'm working on it. I might not always do right I might you know what I mean I mean I can tell you just from working just even with the people that I work in Bridgeport like there are people who have the attitude of I didn't do anything wrong I'm not apologizing for nothing and then there are people who have the attitude of all right I'm I don't know I'm not perfect I you know what I mean like if you know let me know so I don't do it you know what I mean and you got to respect that for me personally, like I would never knock somebody for for not knowing, you know what I mean? And for having the of saying like, well, you know what I mean? Let you know what I mean? Give me a pathway to understanding or talk to me about like, what about that? You know what I mean? Did you perceive as a microaggression or racist or, you know what I mean? Or, or you know what I mean? Like the, those people who, there are people who want it, who are open to engaging in the conversation. And then there are people who are just dead set on, that's not what it is. That's not what's going on. And I don't want to hear anything else about it. I know it's weird, right? You know, right. And I just, I, I don't respect the latter, but if your attitude is, you know, I, I may have messed up. It certainly wasn't on purpose. I, you know what I mean? You can't like, I, I feel like for me personally, I have a hard time hating or even being frustrated with that person. And there's not a whole lot of them, but they are out there. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and that's just, and this is the thing too, is like, there's a lot of people out there who spread a lot of hate, you know? And it's like, it's like a virus, it's, it's, it's a virus before COVID-19. It's been around yeah, for, really. you know, centuries, you know what I mean? People being like, nah, 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 nah. I'm better than you. You know what I mean? Like what, you know, right. like, and it's like wasted energy, you know, like we're here on earth, like, you know, to put out energy, like we're, we're here to do stuff, you know, like to produce things and to make things and to experience right, like, like life and love. And like, you know what I mean? The arts and like, not be like, don't come over here. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's such a waste of your life. And if you're, if you know, if you're somebody who is listening to this because you just are a hate listener or something like that, you can change. Okay, we got some people here <laughs> on the other change. line They're that can listen you. all the way through. <laughs> They're going to listen all the way through and downloaded. Trust me. <laughs> I, I think that those people. Do, it's important that you understand, though, that like, look, you're wasting your time. You know what I mean? What are you doing? You could be doing so many different things with your life besides projecting hate into the society you live in, because. What is the point of it? You know, like the thing is too, is like, I wouldn't say, yes, there probably is some sociopathic people out there without a doubt, but for the majority of people, I really do believe when they look at themselves in the mirror, they know that they're just joining in with their other white friends to be racist pieces of shit. You know what I mean? Like they're just doing it because it's a thing. And that's, that's the shit that I can't stand. Like if I'm in a room, honest to God, and somebody cracks something like that, I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? You know, like, 
I can't get into details, but I have like walked out of places before and like never gone back. Like good job. One was a family member too. You know what I mean? It was just like, nah, dude, done. Well, good job. And thank you for that. And thank you for that because we need more white allies like you who are willing to hold, you know what I mean? Hold your friends and family accountable in that way. You know what I mean? Where like, you're, you're not afraid to say to them, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm with that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't, I can't do that. You know what I mean? When, when people go there, because they will go there. They will go there. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> Quickly. What a waste of time, you know? And also too, let's be honest. Like, I mean, like it's, it's uh, also something that I think it would help a lot of these people out is being able to see the, the world through like a different perspective. And what's a better way to do that than to smoke some medical marijuana? You know, like I, I think that the right. people, you know what I mean? Like they, they're so closed minded because of the things that they've been taking. And for years, people have been, you know, drinking their faces off and drinking their lives away, you know? And now um, medical marijuana has come into uh, fruition. I know that was one of the platforms that you were um, running on when you came um to the original lounge. And I also uh, was the recipient of many newsletters, um, uh, dabs with the mayor, you know, like the things that you've put out there Medicaid the mayor, yeah, that's right. <laughs> in support of medical marijuana. And like, to be honest, like, it's just, I mean, like even now talking about shame, you know, like I used to be a school teacher, you know, I used to be I like, remember you, you taught me, you know, and like I used to I used to feel like I was like Bruce Wayne, dude, because I had to like get back to the Batcave before people knew I was stoned, you know, because it's like <laughs> I just felt like shameful about it. And I also felt shameful like growing up about it, too, because it was like, you know, like, like being like, oh, well, I guess eventually like I quit. But like, man, this makes me feel so good. And this makes me right. creative and this makes my life so much better. And why am I so like, you know, like shamed out because, you know, society doesn't want it and I'm going to like, you know, waste my life. And it's just like, oh, my God. And now. All of these years later, there's billboards like up in like, you know, Narstown, Bridgeport, get your medical marijuana card. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, and it's just such a, um, a reality punch, you know, like it's it's crazy. But I'm a full time like it, for me to actually like I I did. I think I might have did like 240 episodes or so before I even revealed that I smoked herb and, you know, like. I just, I was, I had a lot of shame about it, but it feels so good to like be out in the open and be a positive person in the community who advocates for it. You know, I don't drink. I haven't had drinks since August. This program works for me. You know, like I have no anxiety. What are your thoughts on it? Um, well, first off, thank you for that story. I mean, I just, I, I love to hear that. Like, cause it's so real, you know what I mean? And I think it's so important to to share that information and share that knowledge to to work to eliminate that stigma you know what i mean Sur surrounding marijuana because it, it too is rooted in racism you know what i mean oh, all so the things are i'm sorry like i just did this deep dive on this like all the drugs and all <laughs> the banning of stuff all comes down to racism also too if you research through a google search the introduction of the from the 22 caliber bullet to the 45 caliber bullet is steeped in racism in America. And it's just- I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know it either till like two weeks ago. And I'm an avid podcast listener. I have no idea how many podcasts I've gone through, but I heard it on one of them and I can't cite the source because it's just out of the cuff. Like I just thought that to myself, but it is amazing, right? It's just, it is. yeah. It it's, is. And, and it's so important that we- all get on that you know what i mean with that with that kind of understanding and and it's hard though and that that it's i i just i tell you i i really love hearing when people because i tell you i know when i got my card how how free i felt you know what i mean that feeling especially being a mayor you know what i mean i mean i'm you know to be blunt you know what i mean because it's like it's like a black cloud over you of am i gonna get caught you yeah, know what I'm constantly Am I like looking in the rearview mirror. This? Yeah, I mean, you you know what I mean. You you just feel like you you never breathe easy, and it's just not fair. It shouldn't have to be like that because it is medicine. So when you get your card, it's like, I mean, I almost cried. You know what I mean? It 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 for me personally, it just and to be able to share that with the community with the Medicaid with the mayor event. You know what I mean? And get like almost thirty people registered into the program, like. 
that's still one of just like one of my most proudest accomplishments for, oh, that's know, what's up. Of, of anything that I've done. I just, I, I, I'm still so proud that like me. Because and, you've changed their lives. Right. Me, you know, me and my friend, uh, Amanda Capaberry put that together. You know what I mean? That, and it's, it's dope and it's so real. And so I like to hear that you, you know what I mean? Or like, you feel that freedom, you know what I mean? Like, I'll tell you, I was talking to one of my friends who is also a mayor who, you know, when I was talking to them about, uh, you know, about putting together and a medical marijuana event and they were like, oh, you know, I could never like, you know, like my town would never. And I told them like, tell them they're wrong. Tell them they're wrong. Like, you like not, you know, I wasn't gonna like, I didn't want to be all like preachy and like try to like, you know, you know, I like, you don't want to do that to somebody else because it is their job. So I do want to let them do them. But I definitely did think in my head, like, but you know what I mean? See, like, but that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like, you should, you should be telling them, yeah, like, you yeah. know, in your heart, like, you know, in your heart, like that, this is right. And that this is, you know what I mean? But like, you yourself, you don't, you know what I mean? So like, I think about that, you know, I think about that stuff a lot in terms of like, we all can know what's right, you know what I mean? But who in terms of the leadership, who in terms of the elected officials is willing to get behind that message? You know what I mean? With medical marijuana, social, racial justice, like all of that, you know what I mean? Because it seems like, you know, it seems so obvious when we talk about it, like in the community, at least where I'm sitting, you know what I mean? Because that's the next thing, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a regular regular guy, unemployed at the moment, you know what I mean? So like, I'm not talking to the same people that like a lot of these other politicians who are attorneys are talking to, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's the next thing that I think about in terms of in their circles, it might not be an issue. You know what I mean? When you're, you know what I mean? When you are a working class person, yeah, it's an issue. You know what I mean? And getting that card at a lower price is also an issue because that's the next thing we need to take up with the state. I'm tired of paying every every year. Yeah, I'm what's tired. up with that? Yeah, what's you know, they'll be, like, be like, okay, we need 50 bucks for you. You know what I mean? And then we're going to also need 50 bucks for you to talk to some doctor who's about yeah, 3,000 hey. miles away who's going <laughs> to ask you a bunch of questions. And then the 41-year-old in Pennsylvania is going to educate his ass on concentrates because he didn't know nothing, man. He was like, I've never heard of a Puffco. What's that? And I'm like, right. They don't know. And they don't know. I'm you paying, know what I mean? I'm paying you 50 bucks to talk. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Like, <laughs> so mad, you know, it's just, and also it's like, I, I, I see, like, I let that kind of stuff slide though, because just like you were saying, it's a privilege to have. And like, I'm, you know, right, and even is. the fact that, you know, I mean, there's like that whole thing with the 50 bucks and that, and like the stuff, <laughs> I mean, I guess for the people who aren't in the program, here's the deal. Right. So like if you're a flower smoker, I guess in general, anything really like you can figure out the name of your product. You can see how strong your product is, but you can't look at your product at all. <laughs> you can't look inside the jar. And every time it's like a roulette, you know, you're like, maybe I'll hit, you know what I mean? And like, sometimes you do. And unfortunately, sometimes you don't, you know, have you had experiences like that? Um. Wait, what you mean with like, hold on, what you talking so, about? So you can't see the flower in the store. You can see a picture of it online. You know what I mean? Oh, but you know what though? Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. You know what with that though? I'll tell you, I feel like each grower is, I feel like the growers are usually pretty consistent with, with what they do. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they all kind of have the well, same. That's my question. What's your favorite? Flower. What's your favorite one? Let's go. Mm. You're rocking a Cresco uh, jersey. Right I know now. I'm wearing a Cresco hoodie right now. Um, well, I was um, I was actually working for a, a medical marijuana dispensary for a little bit, so I have a lot of like swag. Um, oh, wow! But um, they um, yeah, Cresco is really really good. Uh, you know what? It's tough because all the new stuff is getting so expensive. Like all these new, like I, I'll tell you, that's the, the prices are like, so I mean, I, I really like Cresco because I think they're a good price and the flower is really consistent. I also like pharmaceuticals. Um, when I'm feeling bougie, I get them because yeah, the so bourgeoisie expensive. $75 eighth, right? Literally, <laughs> I'm not about to sit here in front like that's what I'm smoking on the regular. It's not, but if I'm going on vacation, you know, I might get that. But um, <laughs> um so, so let me ask you a question Are you a sativa or indica kind of mayor? Sativa, sativa, all day, 
every day. How about you? What you what, what you on? Uh, I'm on all of it, to be honest with you. Uh, all right. Okay. I'm, most of the time, though, I am an indica guy just because, um, like, I'm like naturally rambunctious, and sometimes I, you know, I need to be put down. You know what I mean? So, like, I really like Cresco OG18. I don't know if you ever had that strain. Oh, yeah, uh, that's the bomb.com. Yeah, yeah I, I love, love that one. When I can find it, when I can find it, I do really like that one. So, so that one get really gets me going, and um, you know, sativas I do like, but like, um, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it like a hybrid. You know what I mean? But what was it? Just uh, some sativas I like, some I don't, right? So like in the beginning of the program, I love Terrapin's Grapefruit Durban. It was wonderful. I love the taste, stuff. you know? I just got a batch, you know what I mean? It looked like it was made from robots. You know what I mean? Like got a cardboard, like piece. Like it was just, it was so bad, man. And like, I'm telling myself like, as like, and I'm, in, you know, ingesting my cannabis that this is, it's good. And it's really not. But I mean, that's just the thing. Sometimes you, you win, sometimes you lose. But with concentrants, I find that, you know, most of the time, you win you know what i mean like right um yeah and, and i mean I, I like wax wax you like wax the most mm-hmm. you do uh sugar or sauce or anything like that yeah 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 definitely sugar sauces sauces sauce sauce to for me it's hard to work with i feel like you never get it all you know what i mean you end up i feel like you lose a lot of it in the process so um sauce isn't isn't my go-to but i feel like all the best strains are always sauces i know so that, that so that that's why that's where that's where it's 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 a little tough but um but yeah sugar is probably my preference same i love sugar i like prism sugar um i've had some great ones there's one so sad and tragic i can't remember what the name of it was it was so good and um i I just it was like you know how they crossed them a lot like chem dog with like you know guava like there's all these different crosses that they do it's amazing really because I also like what, so this is what I like to do. I like to take a little bit of like a uh, butter, put some OG 18 butter at the bottom of the puff go peak. Then I take some Viper cookies, THC, 99% sand and put a little bit okay. on top of that and then take a hit and just blast off. You know what I mean? And it's okay. like, it, it really is. Uh, it's changed my perspective on cannabis because fast forward to the future, today's world, I'm doing this, but when we first did a show together, I wasn't into the dabbing at all, just because I wasn't into that blowtorch aesthetic, man. Right. You know what I mean? Like with this right. thing right here, it's, it's a lot. Like, it is please. a lot. Right, the the peak. I I I got the peak too. That is the bomb.com. Oh, it's so smooth, and you're just like so you know, smooth. like the 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 terps and the extracts. You know what I mean? Like people, you know, they they think they're talking like trash about it. it's it's just truth, you know. And like people are scared of it just because you know. <laughs> I don't know. People think it's like voodoo, like no lighters or something. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's not crack, man. You know, You're right? There's dispensaries in every corner. Okay, you want to see some horror shit? Go down Kensington Beach, dude, and see that. You know what I mean? Like that stuff. Just that also too is just so crazy to me. You know, people put that stuff on Instagram and like try to like make money off it too, which I think is disgusting. Like making T-shirts about people you know like suffering i think that we also should take a look do you watch um uh marvel at all are you a marvel guy no i played marvel versus capcom like coming up but that was it so the new tv show just came out called the falcon and the winter soldier and like right off the gate like episode one marvel comics tackles the two biggest things in my opinion that we have a problem with here in america one racism two mental health we need to take a look at mental health, man. You know what I mean? Like you can't, people are like back in the day, like we had like these state institutions, granted, you know, Narstown still has a place, but I mean, that was a very large place at one time that housed a lot of people. A lot of people have a lot of mental issues. And a lot of times, you know, some people can lose their lives when the police get called because the police don't know what's going on, man. Like there should be a mental police, a mental, like, you know, brigade or something like that you know like a team of like psychiatrists be like chill out you know what i mean listen to me you know what i mean like hit this hit this og kush right here you'll be okay you know what i mean like, i agree I just think that we're so we're so quick to you know to, to just think that we can't like like you were saying with like you know people trying to mobilize it's easy to talk about it you know it's a lot harder to do it though and i feel like my parents' generation, um, the generation before that, you know, but like the 60s generation, you know what I mean? Like they were talking about peace, love and shit like that. Now everyone's got like an Audi, you know what I mean? They live like, you know, five bedroom house. Like they didn't do anything, you know what I mean? To shift culture 
to, yeah, to right. change the perspective of like how we live as humans here in America. And I really do think, I mean, like, is this too, is this too radical of a notion? Like this country was started the wrong way. You know what I mean? Like we came over here, we just took shit and then we brought people here and then, you know, did terrible shit to them, you know, for hundreds of years, this country was born in my opinion <laughs> with some bad, you know, like, like blood, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, that's a fact. I mean, that's for certain. I mean, you're my question. My question, right. though, is as somebody who is involved with politics, is it so radical to think that the best way would be to just start right over? Um, um, I do think that might be a, a little. Ra- I, I mean, I don't. Uh, yeah, that might be a little radical. For so, so, he, so hear me out on it, right? So, like, okay, so like, how us? <laughs> how like, okay, so like, in the scheme of things, it does sound insane. But if you look at it from the larger picture of trying to, one, protect people's lives, two, ensure the pursuit of happiness the right way, what's the best way to 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 um, stop a fight between two kids? Separate them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I, mean, I think I'm laughing, but that's true. I mean, you're exactly right. <laughs> because it'll never stop. The fight won't stop. You know what I mean? And that's just the thing. Is like, mm. how do you? How else do you put out a fire? You know what I mean? Like, that's raging. It takes a while. You know, unless you got. It somebody. takes a while. I mean, it takes yeah. a while. It takes systemic change. You know what I mean? It takes things like changing local laws. Well, yeah. This is okay. So laws. I mean, for that's. I mean, it takes a lot of things. It takes the. It takes representation. You know, in in the media and on TV in public spaces. It takes. You know what I mean? It takes. You know, diverse, you know, I mean, diversity within teams and institutions. I mean, it takes all of those things. I mean, it's 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 unfortunately it's not like a, you know what I mean, you know, a a, a press this button for for result like situation. And it it certainly will undoubtedly take decades, you know what I mean, if if ever, even then, you know, but um, I think a huge piece of it is is just establishing a culture where there's, I don't think it's right for for people, I don't think it's right for people to feel like it's up to them on whether or not we should have an inclusive society. I do feel like there, you know what I mean? That's why I I do think it's so important that we have anti-discrimination ordinances hate speech resolutions, you know what I mean? The things, you know, those sort of laws, because that, you know, it's it's different when you live somewhere where it is illegal to discriminate. It It is different, you know what I mean? Because right now, everyone in, everyone in Pennsylvania doesn't live in that space. You can be fired for being gay, you know what I mean? I mean, you can be, I mean, it's a hire at will, fire at will state, you know what I mean? And those are, those are the kind of things that like, people with those biases will continue to lean on you know what i mean so when you you know when you're a marginal when you're a marginalized group and you endure mistreatment be it at work or when you're trying to get housing or access resources and you go through that there's not really any recourse for you if the law is you're not protected and the the reality is, you know, a lot of us aren't protected by the law. A lot of us don't live in municipalities that have adopted anti-discrimination ordinances that protect LGBTs and people with physical disabilities. So if somebody says, you know what, I don't really want to house you, I don't really want to serve you, I don't, you know, I don't really want to work with you. And, you know, it's the first time that that's happened and you just so also happened to be the you know a, a part of a marginalized group like it's it's important that you have legislative backup you know what i mean yeah. that you are in a community where you're protected against that even if that's not the outcome even if you don't end up in that space you know what i mean but a huge piece of of creating that space is making it so you can't just do that. You know, it's like putting up, and we went through this in Bridgeport, like I equate it to putting up no littering signs. When I first like brought up that idea, another member on council was like, well, what's the point? People are just gonna litter anyway. And that may be true, but what what having a no littering sign does 
is it establishes the culture that this is somewhere that we don't tolerate littering. We don't want you to litter. People may still do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt they are. We get that. But having that sign there, you know what I mean? Let's people know we are conscious of it. We are paying attention here. We don't want that here. We don't want you to do it. So whether or not you do it, you can't stop everybody, but you can establish a culture that, you know what I mean, that sort of provides, you know, a, a, a landscape of what you, of what we as leaders think the community should be. And we as leaders should be able to agree that what we want is an inclusive society. And that, and see, and that's where we're not all on that page. We are in Bridgeport, but I understand in, in Pennsylvania that everybody's not on that. It, I feel like when you, I feel like putting it in those words and hearing it that way, I feel like what's, what's, what's the argument? You know what I mean? It should, to me, it should be that easy. But I mean, I do understand that the reality is it's not. And it's, you know what I mean? It's still something that we're fighting to do and fighting to get past. And, um, and we're going to keep doing that. Yeah. You know, there's nothing worse than seeing somebody litter fast food. You ever see that shit? Like somebody <laughs> drop like a, like a, you know, whopper wrapper out their window and shit like you know i agree though that disgusts me if i'm i think the worst is out the car like i hate out the window out the car window fast window they just i saw somebody throw a snapple a snapple bottle out the window. right right thank you that was my faces i was like where did they think they are didn't they see the sign (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's like, I've had like road rage like moments of like trying to catch up to people but like what do you think like this is like your like personal trash can you know what I mean? like, <laughs> people are uh it's really weird how um it doesn't bother people you know like it's just like yeah this is what I do and if you, you know like I was born in 1980 and uh I remember specifically in the mid 80s that talk the first first time they were ever like it's not good to litter because back in the day, they'd be like, well, throw that whopper out the window if you're done with it. You know what I mean? Like, they'd be shit right. be <laughs> on the side of the road. You know what I mean? And then, like, in the mid 80s, like, oh, we got to do something about this, too. It was like right around the same time where, like, you know, I think it was like Reagan's second term or something like that. It's a very early memory I have of like news television of like, the littering is getting out of control, you know? <laughs> And right it's just odd and you know the people just didn't care you know and like also like so cigarettes in the mall and like <laughs> you know what i mean like airplanes and now we're cleaning all of it up and now we're cleaning all of it up and and that i feel like is a message that moves quicker though you know what i mean the in, in environmental advocacy like i i don't i you know, i mean of course we do have you know the the climate change opposers i mean they're out there so i'm not going to pretend like they're not but I, I do feel like I, I'm I'm really pleased with how, you know what I mean, at least, you know, my community, my local government, you know, the county commissioners, you know what I mean, have responded to clean renewable energy sources and 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 striving towards that goal. I've I'm really proud of how, you know, I, I can't speak for the whole for the for for the whole state. I mean, Governor Wolf is doing the thing too. He is, but I know Southeast, like Pennsylvania, Montgomery County, like Philadelphia area, like we getting busy. We're working on the trash thing. <laughs> We're working yeah, right. on the thing. <laughs> There's people throwing them whoppers out the window, man. Like, what's up right. with that, man? And it's always like this. Like, this moment, whoppers, first of all. It's just I had this like one like vision in my mind. That, like at this like I was at a red light too. And like, you know, it was like on Ridge. So I know she just came from that, you know, Burger King. And like, you know, it wasn't like the window was rolled down <laughs> all the way. You know what I mean? It was like the window rolled down just enough for her to stuff it out the window. And that shit just like when I was, you know and it bothered me so bad man it bothered me it bothers me now. i can't even remember when it was it might have been in the fall summertime i can't recall but i do remember the amount of frustration that came across me i feel that way too like do you ever see somebody like going like 95 miles an hour straight towards a red light you know what i mean like where are you going dog you know what i mean like people are, so, are you gonna run out of and also too like people like looking at their phones like it's insane man like that's one thing that like people look back on just being like how many accidents there are and like you know what i mean like being distracted it's it's such a it's an odd world we live in and yet it's so young and fresh and apparently we're going to be entering into the best decade of our lives the roaring 20s right the the rebound of human society hopefully for the better you know 
people, you know, need to stop listening to news sources and start listening to leaders like yourself in local communities. You know what I mean? Like get the the truth instead of like, you know, this biased opinion that comes on 7 a.m. in your living room and tells you what you want to know. Yeah, literally. You know yeah, because like, that's what it is, Bob. You know what's up. Like that's what it is. You know I ain't about that life. I'm telling it all. I got I got rid of the like TV that, actually. Um, we we stopped paying for we have Verizon Wi-Fi. We don't have the TV no more. And I used to I used to be somebody who woke up and watched the news every morning, and something just clicked in me where I was just like, you know what, this is a bad look starting off the day with. You're gonna die. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm eventually gonna die, but it's not gonna be today. You know what I mean? Like, and the news, you know. It's like, you know, like you ever like go to a gym or something, you see Fox News and CNN like playing congruently and it's just sad. You know, it's like you're looking at two groups of people in their perspective that they want to be told. And it's like it's not Lois Lane, man. It's not the Daily Planet. It's not like the real news story. Clark Kent, you know what I mean? Like people are getting they're getting so distracted by media. They don't even see the change can happen now. We don't have to like look at our phones for it. You know what I mean? Like. And that's what my show is all about. So I'm super stoked that you're still the mayor of Bridgeport and you're still fighting for what's right. You know what I mean? Thanks, Bob. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I mean, this is my last year. So my term is up in December. Um, I'm super excited to get through the year and try to tie up a couple things that like, you know, cause I did, I did come into my term initially with a to-do list. Like I had like other plans and then like, you know, I mean, racism just beat me to it, you know what I mean, to to be blunt. So, I mean, I, I felt like I was able to circle around and kind of catch up on a lot of that stuff, like the medical marijuana, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, LGBT advocacy and all, all, all of those other things, like license suspension reform, real big on that. I don't like the way the system is right now. If you've had your license suspended, you may or may not have been through that before, but um, and other legislatures, this isn't just something that like I'm creating. Tell, like, tell me what happens when your license gets suspended. Well, first off, they send you a letter and it's like, the letter is, is, uh, it's okay. So it's kind of like, it says like, if you, if you're, it gives you like five different scenarios about if, if this is the situation, your license is suspended. If this is your situation, your license will be suspended. If this is your situation, your license is not. So I'll be, it's not completely clear. I mean, now going back, it told me my license was going to be suspended. You know what I mean? Like after it ended up getting suspended, it was like, you know what I mean? You kind of, you figure it out like too late. But um, because I had, I had a traffic citation in Ohio and it was for like, it was a 440 bucks. So it's not mm-hmm. like it was ticket you know it wasn't anything but um they suspended my license here for it and how's that possible right they right they they train i don't i guess they transfer the lien to the to pendot and then pendot suspend your license and so what dude right they ha- over they have 140 dollars at that i still i still can't believe it i still can't believe it so i, so, I so there, there's that much infrastructure for your 140 dollars <laughs> like yeah right and and but think about what you know what i mean here's i mean what that did though in terms of like if your license is suspended especially today there's so much that you can't do you know what i mean i mean not for nothing the driver's license is is, is kind of coming close yeah. to a college degree and where we're at like you want to talk about job security you know what i mean in terms of driving like to take away someone's ability to drive like over a fine now see i was fortunate mine was 140 dollars, so I, I i i mean i'm broke but i was able to scrounge up the 140 dollars to pay to, to pay that off but if it had if i had been in a situation where maybe i had owed thousands of dollars you know what i mean like mm-hmm. maybe even one thousand you know what i mean if god forbid i had a kid you know what I mean? Like you, yeah, you you're can't screwed. Just produce, you're screwed. Like, and it's, and there's, there's no pathway for you to even mediate that. So, you know, so I'm, and I'm not lying. Like when I went through it, I'm just, I, Bob, I'm just sitting here thinking like this, there's, there's, I, I, I could not believe it. It was so frustrating. I'm like, I refuse to believe that like this hasn't been revisited. So then I did the research and saw that actually a state representative in, I, I don't want to, uh, Pittsburgh area, somewhere out West. Um, He actually introduced a bill that would that would change it so that you have the option to 
be on a payment plan or like you can pay on you can pay on the balance due to maintain your license you know which is how it should be you know what i mean so that's the kind of stuff that like telling that story you know what i mean telling my story of having gone through it because again like i'm a mayor it could happen to anybody like it's happening to a lot of people and it might not be happening you know what i mean and 140 dollars like that's you know it's that that's another situation where like a hundred I, I i'm telling you what 140 dollars is to me is not what 140 dollars is to an attorney yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I feel like I feel very, I feel really compelled to tell, to tell that kind of story and tell those stories because where else are they hearing them? So like when your license gets suspended, did they give you an indefinite amount of time? Do they tell you, or is it just, it's suspended right now? Like how long no, is suspension no, I, for? I, um, it was suspended for how long for not for the $140 was the license suspended for? Yeah, look, I mean, I'm not the hundred. I mean, literally, like they suspended it like a month. It might have been a month, maybe two months. I mean, Ohio uh, did not play. It might have been a month or two months after to get that after. money. Like it's crazy, you know. I, get, isn't that crazy? A whole from another state. So, I mean, like that, that's crazy. That I mean, like I've had uh, people on the show here before t- talking. Like one guy was telling a story about prison and like how he got you know arrested here for something he did in Ohio, and they shipped him back in like this like cargo vehicle to Ohio, but instead of stopping in Ohio, they went all the way down South, took him like 2000 miles, like out of the way and then circled back and dropped him off in Ohio. And like, he got like a, it's a whole podcast that you could listen to with John Shinners here in the Bobcast. Speaking of grievances, we were going to go a moment ago, but I'll bring up my grievances. You brought up your grievance. Yo, the, the <laughs> Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Unemployment Compensation Office, like they just put up signs like in their window and like, we're done. And then like, you know, and, and then basically like, you know, I just stopped getting payments. And this was like at the height of you know, like people being like, well, maybe you shouldn't go to the store, you know, and then the money's not coming in. And I'm like, oh my God, my family, this, that, or whatever. And then like, you know, I start joining like Facebook groups to like see what's going on and like people in the group are like yeah what you got to do is you got to get an instant message chat room with the robot say this and then it'll work and i'm like what dude like this is the depravity that like i have to go through to get you to send an automated check of money that doesn't even really exist you know what i mean like you guys just where's this money coming from that come on you know what i mean (laughs) i feel you i'm i mean i'm with you i went through that too i went through I, i think i had seven claims at one time like i had gone a couple months with you know stuff and your phone getting cut off so like yeah. and then you're paying the fees on top of all this so it's not just as easy as like you just wait because you end up paying more yeah. and you're working with less with you know with the less money that you're getting in the first place so i mean such so, uh, last year so, so I, but i went from unemployment compensation to pandemic aid from pandemic aid right. to extended benefit. I don't even know what they were. You know what I mean? Like they just kept I know it gets stuff. confusing. After the third package, oh, and don't have to reapply. Because if you got to reapply, they're like, which one are you on? I'm like, uh, I mean, I've kind of been on all three at this point. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, that's just the thing, though. It's like, you know, we need to do a better job of, like, taking care of people. Like, when this happens again, this will happen again. Eventually, you know what I mean? Like, something catastrophic could happen. People don't right. access and I know, to, you know, I know the um, Department of, of, of Labor and Industry, the, one of their reps did say that they were going to hire like 500 people. So hopefully that will get better just in time for all of us to go back to work. There's, there's 500 people will get through to three people <laughs> on the hotline. They'll be like, so what's your date of birth? Like, it's, it's just sad. I mean, like, it's just, I, and then like, that's like, there was a moment where I was just like, I can't, I can't not just wait for Wednesday mornings anymore. And it was just like, I, you know, I'm in good health. I'm just going to go back out and just start making money. And that's when I picked up like the DoorDash gig. And, right. you know, it was great. It was also really great, like psychologically, like to be like, okay, now I'm just facing my fears. You know, obviously the pandemic's happening. I'm being careful. I'm out there with people. And, you know, it's nice to, um, to be out and working and stuff like that. You know, and it sucks about people not driving. You know, I think about that all the time. Like what, just how much it would suck. You know, who t- I'm going to be honest with you, too. You know who tips me the most? DoorDash customers, people who live in apartment buildings who maybe don't have transportation. Like, you know, like they tip me so well because they know 
the strife that workers go through. You know what I mean? That's like, right. They'll hit you up <laughs> with like eleven, twelve dollar tip on like a two mile drive. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's right. I know. And then like I'll grab their bag of food so fast and like bring it to them. You know, and like it's great because yeah, I I got stiffed by this one guy, man, up in West Country. Like I took yesterday. Oh, it was mon- monsoon, like a monsoon rain. I'm taking up his salad works, you know, because he had to have salad and soup at 3 p.m. And uh, it takes me five dollars, man, you know, to take it from Plymouth Square out there. Like, dude, I brought it up the hill for you, man, you know, in the flood. <laughs> it wasn't to leave at the door. Yeah, that's all I do. I don't, I don't mess around. <laughs> I don't, that's what I'm talking about. I'm the, the fast food hit, man. I just drop that bag off and walk away. <laughs> There's no, there's no, it's the most satisfying feeling. Like if I can go back in time and give that, give that job to my 17 year old self, like he'd be like, dude, this is the best. Dude, you can just Yo, take your car and leave. That would leave. be at 17. That's so funny. You don't have to like stick around for six, yeah, seven literally. hours to make no money and get it taxed out. <laughs> I made like 92 bucks in like two hours today, man. Like where can you no, do that? Like with a part-time job, you know? I mean, granted I got paid back, but um, like I said before, um, I'm super proud of you. You know what I mean? Like not just, you know, for what you did in the last couple of years here, but like, you know, even when I met you at Panera and just as a human being, you care about people and you're in a position of power because a, you deserved it. And B, I believe that from this, you'll go on to do even bigger and better things. Oh, for sure. Most definitely. I will keep you posted. Well, you know, I got a lot of fun, but we're doing some fun stuff next year. So what Um, we'll do is before you leave off, you said you leave office in December. December, December is okay. Be so it. we'll do a podcast like you know a month before. We'll do a oh, wrap perfect. up. We'll do a trilogy series. Yeah. Oh, Mayor, I'm into it. I like that. The mayor of Bridgeport, Mr. Mark Barbie. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, Bobcast. I appreciate you, and I'll talk to you soon. My name is Bob, and this has been another episode of Bobcast. <laughs>